You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You have arrived at your destination. This part of hey. the ep- this this part of the episode this part this part of it yeah would be a good place <laughs> no. to mention no moonshiners <laughs> <laughs> that was from uh, the last episode I believe that's called a ca- that's what we call in the business a yeah. callback it's the hashtag callback yeah, yeah. so I d- I do have something I want to bring up that's personal. Before, oh. we, before, mm. we, before we before <laughs> we just veto it. Mm. <laughs> so one thing I want to bring up: this podcast is about creativity, and we explore that as people who do creative endeavors of various kinds and have done for a very long time. And we use that as a sort of springboard to look at these pieces of art and artists that we're going to look at. I'm just you mean, explaining similar our to a, simply Similar to like a trampoline? <laughs> similar to... Some people might not know yeah. gymnastic terminology. Here's the deal. Trampolines are good to bounce on, and that's how we use this podcast. So, so a friend of mine the other day gets yeah. a call from his insurance agency, his home insurance agency, <laughs> okay. and they're asking, do you have a pool? Yeah. What's going on with your house? Do you have yeah. this? And they're like, yeah. do you have a trampoline in your yard? They ask if you had a trampoline. Wouldn't you just always say no? No, I don't have a trampoline. Like, well, it depends. Do you, you want, just move it? Do you want it covered? Because like, what happens if your trampoline catches on fire and everything else is fine? I was just thinking of saving money. Right. Well, I am too, but I'm saying like, instead you can of never like now... your, your child breaking their neck and not, right. not being covered. Right. Uh, just, I just grew up a little... I, we borrowed that trampoline. That's what you say. We yeah. borrowed it. It wasn't mine. But that said... I just derailing the train just for the sake <laughs> of it. Totally fine. But that said, you and I uh, do create things. We're not just critics or commentators, right? So mm-hmm. you do this day-to-day on, on a professional basis by writing music for films or commercials or doing audio engineering. Um, I do this to some extent pseudo-professionally, so I'll write academic papers a lot, and I've dipped my toe. Hey, man, don't sell yourself short. Okay, okay then. Do you make do you make any kind of money doing that? Oh, God, no. I make okay, money teaching. Mind, yeah, <laughs> never mind, doesn't count. It means nothing. But I dipped how, my how toe... Much, how much money have your bank account right now? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not a podcast question. <laughs> no. Uh, not a lot. Um... I dipped my toe recently into the writing of fiction uh, for the you, first time in a very long time. We talked about this. Yeah. I, I, for whatever reason, haven't told you that I've made a bunch of, uh, I've read your oh, is that right? thing and made notes on it. Oh, cool. And Excellent. Then, and then it just left my brain. Fair enough. Uh, well, that's, uh, so I wrote a short story and I have the idea for two or three. I would love to make like a little short story collection at some point. Yeah, because uh, I I like certain types of fiction, and I have I haven't done it a lot, and I don't have a deep investment of of my identity as a fiction writer. So I feel like sure. it's fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if I do it badly, I'm not going to be like super offended. Or it's anything. bad. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> well. Okay. So that is where I want to go. Right? Is that you're not always successful when you do things. So I used as an incentive for myself to make myself finish the short story. Mm-hmm. I use the incentive of applying to or or submitting to a magazine uh, sure. that I found. So I wrote the draft, I finished it, mm-hmm. I sent it off. I was like, whatever, it's you know, it could always be better, but I'm gonna send it off. And I got a rejection, and I wanted to bring that up and talk about oh, that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was a very very kind rejection actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was I've had like harsh rejections in the academic world sure. one or two where they're like tear it apart or whatever this was very nice i won't mention the, the magazine because i'm, I'm going to resubmit they actually asked me to update the story and resubmit it for their next issue oh cool um, yeah so it's not a guarantee but it's like they're open to it and they gave me very very pointed critiques and and act and they from their comments i could tell that they had actually read it and invested the time in understanding yeah. it right and so that was super helpful so i just wanted to bring that up as a springboard and ask 
is it the case that, or, or what role do you think failure plays on some level in the sort of creative process? Do we need to fail? Do things sometimes need to not go as planned in order no, to absolutely. grow as creators? I, th- I think creativity is failing upward. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I look at each thing I've made so far as a as a different type of failure <laughs> yeah sure um yeah. and sometimes it's not so clear cut i mean this is yeah. a this is a clear example of like i don't i wouldn't say that i failed in writing the thing it can be improved sure right? no i, but I it, actually enjoyed it quite a bit oh great thank you and, um you know most of my notes yeah. are just from writing a lot of fiction yeah mm-hmm. are just like very kind of nuts and bolts suggestions yes you yeah, know absolutely and this was the suggestions that the magazine gave me were very plot pointed and I wrote back to them I said I said essentially well obviously I'm disappointed with the decision but I understand it and I really appreciate you taking the time to read it and they even responded to that and said no 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 we think it's almost ready it just needs these things and I was like that's so that's so kind and so helpful cool yeah Yeah, it's super cool and so um, that just got me thinking about the role that not succeeding plays in learning to grow in your creativity and become better and try new things and all this kind of stuff and it's uh and what's interesting is less so regarding like doing a project and then looking back at the project because that's always a failure in some sort of some sense to me yeah yeah Um, yeah something could always have gone better or yeah whatever and i've scored movies where the director is very critical of what i'm doing yeah and uh it's yeah it's it's almost there but let's try this in my brain it's like okay first of all I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a stupid idea. Sure. But I guess we'll try it. Yeah. And I try it and it's just it's just better, yeah. right? And <laughs> sure. I, I don't know if it's yeah. better because it's like I don't have total creative freedom and I'm looking at it from a a, a perspective of like almost yeah. like my music and someone else's music. Yeah. And I look at other people's stuff as better than mine. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's just like the idea that like if you don't like I also did another movie where I think it it was actually a success in some ways, but mm-hmm. in other ways, like the director was very just like excited for me to do it. Yeah. Um, he was excited for me to be on board and, and really didn't give me much critique. Yeah. And I found that like, I was much more, I was trying to be more critical on myself, but yeah. I found that like, oh, well, there's so many cues to write still that like, I guess that's good then. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of leave it at yeah half-baked yeah i mean to to some extent that that also speaks to an idea that we've come back to a number of times which is that creativity to some extent is inherently collaborative it's it's never going to be as strong if you don't get feedback from other people and thought and and the ability to take constructive criticism i think is something that you absolutely have to have yeah and you can't be too wedded to anything just because you made it you have to be open to the fact that it can be improved yeah and it's funny that uh my my sister and i we don't live in the same town anymore yeah we we try to we we share a lot of like creative um you know we're both writers both writers yeah um so we'll we'll talk you know every now and then and we'll she'll call or i'll call and we'll end up talking for an hour yeah about writing or about a story she's doing or about a story idea that i have and that kind of thing yeah and we talked last weekend and we talked for an hour on this. Yeah. So the idea that like, you know, if you're the creator of a thing, like mm-hmm. if, for example, I recently wrote a screenplay. Yeah. Recently, as in like a year ago, I finished sure. the first yeah. draft of the screenplay. That's recent when um, you're an adult. Sure. Yeah. And I, I, I sent it to a, a few people to get notes who mm-hmm. I, you know, respected. Yeah. And some of the notes were like, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I see, I, I get the tone. I yeah. get the feel. Yeah. I like the characters. Maybe try a scene like this. Maybe lose this line. Yeah. Or maybe push what you're doing in this direction a little bit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think those are great notes to get. Yeah. Some of the notes were, well, instead of this type of story, let's try and make it this type of story. Yeah. D- get rid of this character. Yeah. Put this character in instead uh-huh. and make it more of a this thing. Yeah. And, you know, the conversation was like, you as the creator, like, you have to, if you're making the thing, you have to understand tone. Yeah. You have to understand what you're trying to achieve. Yes. And just generally. Yeah. Or, yeah. if you don't understand that, you can't say, although those are some fun ideas, yes. I'm going to dispose of those notes. That's not my thing. Because yes. you're, you're trying to make it into something that it's not... 
yes. versus trying to enhance the thing that's there. Trying to make it a better version of itself. Yes. And so I was I was very, very um, thankful to get the, the type of response that I got from this particular magazine. I would love to submit to them in the future. They seem super cool. But it was helpful that it was like the critiques that I got. Of course, I had some sort of low-level negative the f- emotional response any critique uh, any the, your first course. gut reaction is of course okay idiot yeah right <laughs> you know well and, and i don't even know that i went that uh, mine doesn't necessarily go that way i but go it, that way mine goes <laughs> mine goes like ouch yeah. oh damn i'm not very good you know You're, what i'm saying yeah, no it absolutely. goes it goes in one of these or or it goes okay dumbass like don't tell me what the you know yeah um, well it's le- it's right. less of a you're stupid and more of a you don't get what i'm trying you to don't do. get it yeah exactly um, and so uh, you're going sometimes to sometimes you need to you need to yeah. close the email yeah wait you know wait come back. and then look at it again and yes. say yes oh yeah obviously that's a great idea exactly you know? give it time and it's so it's one of those things where i did have that very knee jerk it sucks to hear that at the same time, it was one of those things where when I gave it a minute, like, of course, that that makes perfect sense. Like, what you're saying makes sense. It will make my product better. Uh, yeah. It will be more effectively the thing that I'm trying to do. Right. right? And so... And what's great is yeah. when someone can read a thing where, like, you have a sense of what you're wanting to achieve. Yeah. You're not exactly sure how to achieve it. Yes. But they see it. Yeah. And they can say, this yes. is how you do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I want to do, the reason I want to bring that up will, will potentially come, become clear uh, toward the end of the episode as we're, as we're talking about what we're talking about today. But I wanted to bring up the notion that the negative thing actually can be good, right? Yeah. So hearing the no or hearing the criticism, the thing that you don't like actually can be an important part of what makes the entire thing good. Right. Right. So in other words, um, in this instance, <laughs> hearing the critique, getting the rejection is is a part of the creative process. And if you didn't have that part, the creative process would not be as good as yeah. a whole. Right. Or something like that. Um, <clears throat> we'll see if I can tie that together. That's a very good place to put that. That's a very, <laughs> that's a very good place to mention. It's that. a very good place to mention that. Uh, we're talking about welcome everybody to the common creators podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> here we are my name is will i'm the doctor that's joe over there i'm over here he's over there he's the maestro he writes music uh get used to it i um, sit next to the computer i can stop the recording at any moment you do whatever you want and that kind of gives me power <laughs> it does. makes it makes me feel powerful it does yeah joe's over there feeling powerful today so that's yeah. good let's talk about the good place that's cool yeah so we're talking about the good place today which is not a specific creator, but rather is a uh, product. It's an American fantasy comedy television series. It's what happens to Veronica Mars when she dies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, it's the extended universe of Veronica Mars. Which, what is her name? Do you remember? Sarah Marshall. Sarah Marshall. Oh, it is Sarah Marshall, isn't it? Oh my gosh. I'm just naming all of You're her characters. You're just naming her characters. Uh, What's Cri- her name? Uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, right? Yes. Yeah. She's uh, great. Yeah, she is very, very good. Yeah. So... This series just wrapped as we're recording this. It wrapped in at the end of last month. Uh, January 2020 is when it wrapped. Yeah. Uh, it showed on NBC. It ran for like four seasons, I think. Um, that sounds right. Yeah, four seasons. I've seen two. You've seen two of them? Yes. Okay. Well, it goes without saying, as with everything we talk about, we may be spoiling this. I'll do my best not to spoil anything past season two. But that said, well, I'm going to talk about some of the ideas that are at play in some of this for sure so what's uh, uh how about this you've seen the good place what was your initial experience with it watching it or um, how did you hear about it or whatever i think it popped up on hulu mm-hmm. and uh i want to say i was just finishing up parks and rec for the second time okay sure uh tiff and i'll get to into a, a a rhythm where we're like we're watching things that aren't too uh heavy i guess yeah yeah but you know we're we're watching we're paying attention yeah and that's how i discovered community okay which is to this day one of the greatest comedies ever on primetime television well crafted yeah yeah so i think it popped up as like a suggestion Mm -hmm. and reading reading the uh kind of synopsis tickled me (laughs) yeah um and that's kind of where i heard of it um, yeah, I don't think we had cable at the time, so sure. it was just all streaming. <laughs> yeah, streaming Hulu. I uh, what was your what was your initial reaction to it when you started it? 
Um, Did it I, take you some time to get on board with, or were you into it? Or you know, um, it didn't take me that much time, and I think it was yeah. just because it's such a quick watch. It's mm-hmm. like you know the twenty minute episodes. Yeah, and I was in the groove of yeah. Parks and Rec. I think it was The Office before that. Uh huh. Um, something else. So those types of shows. Oh, um, what's the other one we we would watch? The one about the uh, Superstore. Okay, Superstore is yeah. actually yeah on on a a higher level than you oh, would imagine. Interesting. The, the writing okay. is actually really funny. Yeah. Um. So it was, we were in that groove of kind of watching those types of shows. Yeah. So the fact that the first episode was actually funny at all, it's kind of easy just to, on a Saturday, yeah. just fall into the first season. Like it Absolutely. takes a Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. I, uh, so, so for those who haven't seen the show, uh, I suggest it. I like it a lot. Um, it stars Kristen Bell as Eleanor Shellstrop, uh, as we just said, Kristen Bell's in it. Um, it's her story and it's about her afterlife. Basically. Yes. Uh, she dies during or before the first episode. I think the first episode picks up where she's dead. I want to say, I want to say, yeah, the first frame is, yeah. is, is her. You're, she's in the office. She's she, in Michael's office. Yes, exactly. Like, where am I? Where am I? And, and so she's it's, a, she's a yeah. terrible, terrible person. <laughs> she's a terrible person. And so the first episode is her being welcomed into what is called the good place uh, yeah. by Ted Danson, who plays, who is wonderful in this show. He's very funny. Uh, he, he welcomes her. I like, let me, let me just tangent real quick. I think I like old Ted Danson better than I like prime Ted, like cheers Ted Danson. They're both fine. Oh no, absolutely. But I think I like older Ted Danson a lot better. No, he's, yeah. it's, it's like, he yeah. hits tones in this show that I'm like, you didn't hit those in cheers and I like this better. Um, no, he's, he's, so. he's followed the time. To- like he's, yeah. he's come along with, <laughs> with the, uh, progression yeah. of of comedy yeah. and and the way that we, we make stuff now yeah absolutely so he's so great in this nonetheless he plays a character named michael who is i mean a, a sort of you know angelic type or whatever yeah he uh, he's essentially the, like the he's the this, architect yeah the architect essentially the town mayor of this so like there are different towns yes. uh with square like a town square yes. and everyone gets their own house and it's yeah. it's sculpted towards the lives they lived and if yes. you have a smaller house you are probably humble and yeah. if you have a bigger house you probably gave a lot of yourself to- yes you get the house that makes you the happiest you get the life that makes you the happiest this is yeah. a heaven-like utopia right yeah. it's the good heaven, place heaven like is a good yeah yeah it's not heaven it's not it's, heaven it's which is a a point that I'd like to make is like yeah this is not a this is not a show Good. regarding world religions. Good. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So it's it's about the afterlife. She wakes up into and is welcomed into the good place she goes through like orientation and it's she's got such a big funny. smile on her face yeah. she's like this is great this, this is, great. is my house yep. and then when everyone goes to bed at night yeah. she's like oh my god oh my god <laughs> i'm not supposed to be here she realizes that they think she is a different eleanor shellstrop yes right uh they get her name right but they have mistaken her someone, for someone else. someone who was like in the peace corps or something <laughs> yeah. someone who made great breakthroughs for so humanitarian she's got to figure causes. out how to stay because she doesn't exactly. want to go to the bad place she doesn't go to the bad place and then another feature of this is they give you they match you up with your actual true soulmate right <laughs> and so her actual true soulmate is uh someone named chidi and i forget his last name actually anagane maybe maybe yeah. um yeah played by uh william jackson harper who is a fantastic actor he's, i mean we can talk about him uh <laughs> he's so yeah, good he's, he's um, remarkable in yeah the role. He, he's so good and he is chidi is was when he was alive was an ethics or moral philosophy professor yes right? it's so funny it's, the moral <laughs> philosophy professor yes soulmate is yes i you know supposed to be this yes. peace corps yes wonderful person but instead you have this uh-huh. this terrible woman who would like died in like a, 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 a she the, was yelling at a guy who wanted her to sign a uh <laughs> wanted her to sign a petition with a shopping yes. cart and ugh, yeah it's so, so funny she's a garbage human being who by all rights should be in the bad place yeah but she's here mistakenly and so then she tells her soulmate right i'm here by mistake 
please help me stay. Yeah. And so he has to sort of teach her to be a good person. Yeah, the idea that yeah. he yeah, he's his he's giving her moral yes. ethics lessons. Ethics lessons. Like he to- like he would have as a professor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So so this is the essential setup. And then you get other characters as well. Yeah. You get um, Tahani. Tahani, who is a sort of wealthy, kind of spoiled, yeah, posh individual. Posh. Yeah. Lovely British accent. Yes. She has this huge house and <laughs> She's a wonderful host. Yes, and exactly. her soulmate is this uh, Buddhist monk. Buddhist monk who and I his, forget, uh, I forget his name. Jason. Well, Jason is his real name. <laughs> <laughs> so he is also her soulmate is a Buddhist monk who has taken a vow of silence. But actually, his name is Jason. He's a guy from Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> he was from Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> he's kind of just a dirtbag. He, like, he's you know, awful. He doesn't he's do so, anything. He's so yeah. dumb. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so he, the conceit then is that. Eleanor Shellstrop and also Jason, who has to pretend to be this Buddhist monk, are both in the good place on false pretenses. Yeah. They're both trying to hide out and stay hidden right. the so I- that they don't get sent to the bad place. The idea is that, for whatever reason, <laughs> this architect, Michael, has made some mistakes. Yes. Yeah. And they're just trying to cover it up. Yeah. But uh, um, I think what's really, um, I think, successful about this show, as I was yeah. watching it, and this is kind of me in retrospect because I, I saw all these episodes like yeah. in a day or something. Sure. But um, I think what was successful is like each little silly turn, they're not these big twists, but yeah. they get you. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, that's... But yes. it's more of a kind of... It's like such a silly yeah. turn when, when Jason starts talking. <laughs> He's been this. He's been this silent, very, very meditative, meditative sort of figure. And his voice is so specific. (laughs) Just Jacks, Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) It's so good. Um, Yeah. So I mean, you're right. So twists are a key part of this thing yeah. right so for those who have seen it they'll know that we're already alluding to but leaving out twists that happen right, right. so the initial twist is okay you're in the good place eleanor shellstrop's in the good place the initial twist is she's not supposed to be here right yeah. and then you go oh my gosh how's this gonna happen the next twist is it's like how's she gonna get out of how's this she, how's she gonna get out of this the next twist is oh my gosh that buddhist monk is also no, not supposed to be here and, you, and right? then you're thinking oh who else gosh. is not supposed to be here exactly how are they going to get out of this how are they going to get out of this the thing that got me okay so i kept friends of mine i was in i was doing um, my grad program when i first heard about this um show and a guy i worked with who knew me knew i was into like philosophy and religions as my area of study kept suggesting this show to me and i watched the first few episodes like a number of times i would watch them i would go "Eh, i don't really care that much and then i would wait a month or so come back to them when i didn't have anything to watch watch them again i don't really care that much i had this happen two or three times until one day i was doing work i was working from home on a particular day and i just threw something on as noise in the background so i was kind of paying attention and i kind of paid attention to the whole season to the and, end. And once I finished the first season and saw the twist that they put on the first season, that hooked me. And then I was in. It took, it, yeah, it takes a whole season. It like, takes an entire season. The entire season. first season, you have no idea what's actually happening. You don't. So the twist of the first season, which obviously spoilers for all this, Spoiler. the twist of the first season is that they are not in the good place. They are in the bad place. And already. the four characters you know, yes. this whole thing is set up to be their own kind of torture this is their personal bad place hell type thing and michael ted danson who you have thought is this sort of supernatural sort of angelic type is a demon is a demon who is torturing them right yeah and so it is their torture to think that they are mistakenly in the good place and he's trying he's trying out something new because he's tired of just (laughs) <laughs> setting people on fire yeah, and putting yeah. ants and you know yeah. spiders in their pants penis and- smashing is one thing they, yeah. <laughs> they come back to over and over <laughs> so this twist is so clever it's so smart and then on top of that the fact that they had the patience and the investment to give it an entire season yeah. before you even get to that super clever ending that i thought was very impressive yeah, and I it's was like, like, "You earn this. You earn, you earn that. this. You earn second the yes. second season." And I'm very curious if 
everybody was on board for that. You know what I mean? It would yeah. be it would be hard for me to imagine that somewhere along the line somebody wouldn't have said, "We need to get to that earlier." Like, what if there's not a second season? Like, yeah. we need to get to that twist a couple episodes in. Yeah, from an executive. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, I'm sure it was like that that's a risky thing to do. It's a risky move to make. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like the I, the ideas are so kind of s- silly and yeah. when you're wa- when I was watching it I was a little more invested obviously than you yeah. were until the end sure just feeling like oh no she's I mean she's bound to get yeah kicked out she's or gonna get found out or yeah. something yeah you know that that's kind of enough to get you through yeah and then you're rewarded at the yes. end with yeah. the big twist and and other twists come along um, over the course of the four seasons but I really think that was the that was the biggest one for me as I watched all four seasons. One thing that really puts this show in a context for me is the fact that one of the executive producers is, um, I'm going to say this wrong, Drew Goddard? Drew Goddard? Goddard. Goddard, yeah. And that makes complete sense. Drew Goddard makes complete sense as an executive producer. He is... He was the showrunner and head writer on Daredevil, uh, the Netflix show. Yeah. He d- directed uh, Cabin in the Woods. What else did he do recently? Uh, Bad Times at El Royale. He wrote and directed yeah. that movie. Yeah. So he's like a very kind of, he's got a voice. He's got a voice. And it's one of those things where, oh, he got to start on Buffy with Joss right, Whedon. With Joss Whedon. Yeah. It's one of those things where Drew Goddard, Goddard? Goddard. Drew Goddard. Thank I think. You. I yeah. might be wrong. Sure. Drew Goddard has an interest in. And primarily, Captain I'm, Drew Goddard. Yeah, primarily, I'm drawing this from Cabin in the Woods. But Drew Goddard has a has an interest in constructed worlds. Sure, little like constructed worlds. I mean, this is Cabin in the Woods all over. Like yeah. we could do a Drew Goddard episode, but it is this world where it seems like one thing's going on, but it's this meta thing where yeah. there are layers within layers. Right. And so I thought that was interesting that yeah. he was a that he's an executive producer on this. I thought it made a ton of sense. So. One thing that I want to say about this show is why on earth or how on earth do you make a show where one of the key central pieces is teaching its audience ethics and moral philosophy? Right. How does that get made? Right. And why is that successful in any way? Sure. I mean, I would say Mm -hmm. that, you know, your your main protagonist, um, Mm -hmm. Eleanor. Yes is arguably the worst of them, right? She's terrible. Um, you know, Chidi went to the bad place uh, <laughs> for, for, like, never being able to, like, commit to anything. Yeah, he can't and, make a decision. Right. Tahani went to the bad place because uh, sheer jealousy of, of her family and her yeah. sister. Yeah. And then Jason's also kind of a scumbag as well. Like, he, he, yeah, and, he, like, he and Eleanor are just both terrible. He's stupid. He, he and his buddy from Jacksonville? <laughs> They tried to rob Pillboy? Pillboy? <laughs> they tried to rob a bank, but then they got uh, stuck in the in the safe. Yeah. <laughs> and then they yeah. died in there. So he's he's awful, but he's not malicious. He's not trying to be awful. He's, he's just really dumb, yeah. short-sighted, self-centered. So um, you have yeah. you have this character Eleanor who's just yeah. really like unlikable in her actions. Yes. She really is. But there's something about Kristen Bell that's yeah. just insanely likable just so likable i don't know if it's 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 i don't know if there's something inherent about the way she she plays yeah. the role or if yeah. it's just you kind of know Kristen bell you yeah know? yeah um, so having her play this character is so smart it's so smart um yeah and then the whole the whole idea is that you have you know the the audience relates with her yeah because we're all awful right uh yeah um and we're all yeah afraid of not going to the good place you know we're all think or you know yeah. in a more religious sense we don't we all yeah. want to go to heaven right right you know yeah. whatever 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 yeah um so you have you're, you're kind of rooting for this this character to find her way yeah um and i think you kind of project onto that to say that you know if she can find her way i can find my way maybe yeah yeah um and you know it turns out that she's kind of the character that that learns the most she figures out that they're in the bad place she does you yeah know? Yeah, she figures it out. I I would argue just the the concept and idea alone with really fun characters to watch is yeah. enough. Yeah, um, and I think they kind of snuck in moral philosophy. You know. Yeah. So Chidi is a moral philosophy professor. Is how yeah. they shoehorn all this stuff in, right? And they run they run this 
simulation or this afterlife, they wipe their memories and they run it over and over again at one point. Yeah. And he teaches her moral philosophy and moral philosophy comes into play quite a bit. They even do this, uh, they do a, a sort of real reenactment of this thing called the trolley problem. Yep. Um, so for folks who haven't heard the trolley, I teach this to my ethics students. I mean, this is a... It's wild that this is on a sure, TV show I, to me. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I I used to hear this stuff from my dad. Okay, yeah. yes, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a staple of sort of moral philosophy thought experiments. But for folks who haven't heard it, the notion is you are standing close to train tracks. Well, I guess their version, you're driving the trolley. It doesn't matter. Um, you are driving a trolley, and your brakes have gone out. So you cannot, you have lost control of the trolley. And ahead of you, there is a diverging track. On the track that you are currently on, there are five workers who are not going to see the trolley in time. And if you don't touch anything, the trolley will run over those five workers and they will all die. The question then is, there's a uh, divergent, uh, there's a split in the track ahead. And if you would like to throw the switch to go down the other track the alternative track there's only one worker right so do you throw the switch and go down the divergent track to kill the one do worker you take the physical action yes. Yes. to 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 kill fewer people yes or do, do you, you not do you exactly. not intervene or and let not, more die exactly so yes and so and so they even reenact that right and it's it's so interesting the influence that this show has had in culture such that when I teach the trolley problem now, I have people who... I have oh, the students. good place. Yeah, oh, the good place. Yeah, of course, yeah. And so I'm like, if you've seen that show, you're kind of ahead, right? Yeah. Um, if you've thought about it in any systemic way. And there are various versions of the trolley problem, but that keeps coming back over and over and over. And it's such an interesting choice to play into that stuff. They right. even had a... Um, they had a couple different philosophy consultants on the show because it plays such a heavy role right they had actual you, philosophers you have to get it right cons- you have to get it right yeah um well and that's the thing you really don't i think sure i would argue you could make a show where they don't get it right and i'm not sure that the general audience would have noticed the difference right. but i don't know i just i think that's an interesting thing i want i want to jump back though to something you said about this is not about world religions yeah let's talk about the conception of the afterlife in this show um sure so i i want to say the showrunner started off when they were creating the show Mm -hmm. doing a lot of research with religion right yeah and he kind of hit a brick wall where he's like you know i kind of stopped i just stopped with religion in general Mm -hmm. and realized that this is more about kind of ethics and whether yeah. you're a good person or your you know your your motive yeah um and for me personally like that's something i always struggled with with uh christianity in general is sure. like you can always find your way you can always find your way to motive intent and being a good person yeah within the framework of the religion okay but you didn't have to have that okay sure it, at times it feels like a belief in something is enough Okay. And I always struggled with that, right? So, uh say say that a different way. I think I understand what you're saying. So, um let's let's have let's have Bob and Sue. Okay. Bob believes in in a god, worships yeah. a god. Sure. Um accepts the god into his heart. Yes. Doesn't do anything. Yeah. Dies, goes yeah. to heaven. Okay. Sue Excellent. Doesn't under doesn't necessarily believe in god. Sure. Nothing against god, but has no reason to has no you know, has yeah. no family, no upbringing, Wasn't raised whatever. with it, whatever. Sue feels her, her intent and motive is to put people in front of herself mm. to okay. to help, you know, to help people sure. to do good, yeah. right? Yeah. Sue dies, doesn't share a belief with Bob, yeah. and goes to hell, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that idea is something I always w- was like, yeah. how is your motive <laughs> and your intent with yeah. the people yeah. around you not the most important thing? Yeah, sure, yeah. You don't yeah. have to give a shit about anybody. It's just as long as you believe the right stuff. Right. Exactly. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, and, and that's yeah. what I found so interesting about this show is sure. that like, I think that like they've bypassed religion in a way and they've yeah. actually sh- shining a spotlight on like, oh, like you can't just do something for a reward. Yeah. The reward being heaven, right? Yes. Um, it's about taking care of the people around you because you want to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, and making that, the sacrifice play. Yeah, 
exactly. And I think to some extent, that's why it's very, very clever that they talk about the, the, because the notion of duality in the afterlife is something that shows up in a number of religions, right? Where you have essentially, as they say in this show, a good place and a bad place. Yeah. Right? And so it's, it's very clever that they just call it the good place and the bad place. That may, if you're coming from any one of these religions that have some sort of, yeah. you can just somewhat import your own stuff sure. onto it you know yeah uh, it doesn't function to exclude various people in well, that it, way it's just a very good and broad yeah. Yeah. broad strokes of like how do you want to live your life you yeah know? and it and it plays on our sort of broad cultural mythology about this stuff right lots of at least lots of u.s americans hold to some model of this where they think if you're basically a good person you get to continue to exist but it's gonna be good and if you're not a good person in whatever way then yeah. it's gonna be bad one interesting thing with their model of the afterlife is it really, really, and this is how ethics comes into play, it really does matter. Like, there's a literal point system. So, your example of Bob and Sue, right? Yeah. In the good places afterlife, Bob is still going to the bad place. It doesn't matter what he believed about yeah. the cosmos. If he did stuff that took him into the negative with his points, he's going to the bad place. Yes. Right? He is. It's just, did you do good stuff or did you not do good stuff? Yeah. Um, I think that simplifies it to yeah. some extent and can maybe make it... I mean, that's that model of the afterlife kind of cuts against evangelical Christianity really hard. Sure. But I feel like they sneak that by. And, yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Yeah. I think in a, at least at least in, in like a general broad yeah. stroke, I mean, yeah. there are obviously going to be parts of it where, where you can kind of take that umbrella and say, yeah. but we do this because if you love... God, then you love people, ah, and then, yes, and yes, then yes. you have to kind of push that on to people because of the love for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I... I it's I, weavy. It's weavy. It's yeah. windy. I do like... But I do like that point, and I think it's a good one, that this this show, even though it's about the afterlife, is not primarily re about religion in no. any type of way. It uses the afterlife to explore philosophical issues and issues of morality yeah. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I came across one interpretation of this show that I thought was really, really interesting, and it was saying that, um, I forget where I came across this, but it was saying that essentially this show is arguing that the way that we become ethical people is not by learning about ethics, and it was saying that's a key point of the message of this show, which right. is that Chidi, who is a moral philosophy professor, he knows all these like theories and stuff. He can talk to you for days about moral philosophy. Is not a particularly moral person. Yeah. And it's not that he's a bad person necessarily. He just doesn't walk the walk. He just doesn't do it. Yeah, exactly. He talks the talk, he Will. <laughs> he talks about <laughs> he it. He just yes. doesn't walk the walk. He talks he doesn't walk the walk. That's You're familiar with that old saying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he doesn't he doesn't practice what he preaches so to speak yeah, yeah. hey and, get, no hmm? i don't want to deal I, i'm about to de derail it but uh, i'll wait i'll hold it oh no, it's fine i'll try to remember can we talk about preaching let's, to the choir let's for talk a about preaching to the choir sure what do you mean okay <laughs> let's talk about the term the idea of yeah. uh preaching to the choir wait yes. where 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 was i Oh my God. I had this whole conversation the other day with somebody about preaching to the choir and how yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Oh, the how the phrase doesn't make any sense? Doesn't make any sense. Why is that? So how is preaching to the choir any different than preaching to the congregation? Uh, do you want me to tell you? I have an answer to that question. Yeah. Because the choir is already invested in whatever the belief system is because they're willing to put in the work to become the choir. They just want to sing, though. Oh, I How see. many movies I have see. you seen where they just... <laughs> You know, you you've yeah, got no, a, you've true. got a young young that's gay true. man who like sure his small town doesn't have like hell yeah the you that's know, his the, opportunity to be involved in singing singing yeah, yeah. for sure uh, I also have met people and know people who are singers for hire who will go to like various churches and are paid by the churches to show up and perform in their choirs because they're good singers uh, that's yeah. something that happens like here that's in crazy. the city where they'll uh, like I worked with with a woman for a while who would be like yeah I got a hit and an 8 a.m. Presbyterian service, and then I got to do Catholic Mass at this time, and then I got to do whatever. And that's just part of their income is they <laughs> go I mean, and sing. <laughs> the congregation, yeah, they're, sure. they're invested enough to be there. Yeah, right. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, okay. definitely. 
I don't know why that that yeah. struck a nerve with me. Like struck you weird. I don't know, like two months ago, mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it just yeah. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> so I was saying that one potential point that this show makes is the idea that learning about ethical theories is not the same, is not primarily how we become good people, right? And just as someone who teaches ethics, I think that's true. Sure. I I don't think that's how you become a good person. I think it's helpful to think through things on a sort of abstract or conceptual level. The trolley problem can be helpful, but just thinking about these theories, just doing moral philosophy does not mean you'll be an ethical person in any type of way, right? It's sort of, uh, uh, this is, I mean, I'm going to get nerdy right now. This is Aristotle's view, which is that the way you become ethical is to practice. Becoming an ethical person is like learning to play the guitar. It's a skill that you acquire over time. Sure. And so you start out and you fail and you do it badly, and then you just do it more to get better. Uh, It's not something that you learn conceptually and then put into practice, if that makes sense. Um, And so... I came across something saying the good. This is one of the points the good place is making is that knowing about ethics and being ethical are not the same thing, right? And I was like, that's a this is an NBC comedy series, yeah. Like that's a that's a deep ass point for an NBC comedy series to be making, which is one of the reasons I want to do the episode on this. I just knew you love this stuff, man. (laughs) I know, right? All right. So one one of the other questions, and this is a question that I'll ask you about this show. Uh, one of the other points, and I'll say this without spoiling anything from seasons three or four. One of the points I know it. I know where yeah. season three I think starts. Okay, they go back into their lives. Yes. That's all I know, though. Okay, I think I've seen maybe the first episode. That's part of it. They do go back to Earth for a little while, or they relive their time on Earth in a particular way. Right, and they're able to make different choices and stuff like this. One of the philosophy consults that they had for the show whose book actually shows up Chidi recommends it during the thing which is pretty funny and clever uh his name's todd may and he's a philosopher i wasn't too familiar with before this show i don't know uh how big of a deal he actually is but he's a um uh, political philosopher and he also he wrote a book called death which is the book that Chidi recommends And one of the big sort of philosophical points of the show toward the end of the show that is put forth... I can't believe you're spoiling this for me. I know, it's so spoiled. I know that you were just watching it for the philosophical cliffhangers. Uh, (laughs) But nonetheless, one of the points that the show makes... I think Kristen Bell's funny. She is funny. (laughs) Jesus I think she's forking yeah. funny. She's forking <laughs> funny. That's one of the best parts of this show is that yeah. they can't curse. That's very clever. But Todd May puts forth the point, and this shows up in the show in various ways, that the thing that gives life its meaning is the fact that we die. We talked about this the other night, um, last night actually. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned this, that I was going to bring this up, and I want to just kind of talk through whether we think this is accurate or not. So he wrote a book, Todd May wrote a book called Death, And he said, you know, essentially he said the fact that we will die and the fact that our death can come at any time pervades the entirety of our lives. And so here's here's the direct quote from Todd May, who's the philosophical consultant on The Good Place. He says, the fact that we die is the most important thing about us. So he says death has a, quote, central place in life. And one of the ultimate points that the show pushes for is the fact that or is the claim that the fact that we are going to die is what gives life its meaning and if we lived forever life would actually be terrible and meaningless and i'm curious if you think that's true (laughs) (laughs) um i think there might be some truth to that yeah geez man (laughs) i mean that's a deep question Right, I mean, just the the finality of it. I think it tracks. I don't know that. I don't know that I can say that that's true. Sure. Um, well, I don't. I don't mean give your once and for all opinion on this. Sure. Just, you know, does that sound like it makes sense? Does it sound like there might I, be problems I, with I, it? I mean, my gut says mm-hmm. with with kind of human nature. I yeah. think that makes sense in okay. the sense that like the fear of death keeps us in check. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I do feel like if people were immortal, like I don't have enough enough faith in humanity, yeah, to um, yeah, 
this is getting dark. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> but I, I wish I had more. I do have I have faith in humanity. Sure. Um, the last three and a half, four years yeah. have crippled some of that for sure. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think things are one way and realizing that the world isn't that yeah. is kind of damaging. Yeah. So I wonder if like, you know, not even thinking about like mankind, but like just a person living forever. Like, yeah. Does that. Yeah. Yeah. Does that steal all the meaning out of everything? The fact that an individual could live forever. Yeah, I, 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 and that's the thing is like life is very meaningful yeah. in moments, right? Sure. So like you'll have some very important moments in your life yeah. before you die. Yeah. I wonder if you didn't die, if those moments would just get lost. Yeah. And maybe it's maybe yeah. it's more like the meaning, it's not that the meaning doesn't exist, it's just yeah. you, you lose it. Yeah, it drops off because it's so, and there are a number of sort of, narrative or story ways to get at this right this is also this also reminds me of a a theme that i've seen in some sort of like vampire narratives for example right where someone has just lived so long sarah marshall was just on (laughs) forgetting sarah marshall was just it's so funny you say that yeah because it was just on tv the other day And a Kristen Bell, and I was thinking about Kristen Bell, and that, and yeah. that she's just so awful in that role. She well, she's great in that role, but yeah, her character's but just her awful. Her character's terrible. And uh, <laughs> what's and his name? Jason Siegel. Siegel. Yeah, he, he's writing this vampire. <laughs> this vampire Muppet the rock vampire opera. Rock opera. Die, die, <laughs> die. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> this is a wonderful convergence. That's, yes, uh, it's a little scary. It, it is a little scary. Yeah, but this is something. This is a notion that you see explored in vampire <laughs> stories like that, where yeah. it's like I can't die, and to some extent, that's a problem now. Yeah, right. It's problematic. Yeah, um, and so that's one thing. That's that's one of Todd May's views uh, in his book Death is that. Death is, we have to hold the fact that death is this terrible thing. Well, look how like petty, oh, yeah. petty, um, like Greek gods got sure get in, in yeah. mythology because they are immortal. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, yeah, to some extent, it takes away things like consequence. Yeah. Um, and it takes away things like, I mean, as you were saying, meaning, it's not that the meaning didn't exist, but you're going to exist literally until that meaning is just completely gone and forgotten, yeah. right? And so I, I I don't know Todd's May Todd May's work philosophical work well enough to speak about the nuances of it, but the general point that death gives life meaning in some sense I think is at least interesting, right? Sure. And that sort of becomes. I mean, I could, I could jump on that train. Yeah. I could jump on that trolley. Yeah. <laughs> you jump on that trolley, kill five or six people. Which one? Yeah, exactly. Which one would you do? Six. I mean, as long as you're going, go for the high score. That's my <laughs> that's my thought. Um, no, but I I don't know that I agree with that. I'm not sure that I agree that death gives life its meaning. Yeah. Um. Because I think you could have. Meaning. I don't. What's that? Because <laughs> I think you could have meaning. You could have it. Yeah. No, I think I think the fact that meaning is going to sort of stop for particular events at some point either way. Uh. And so I don't know that you. I don't know that you sure. need an inevitable death. No, you're right. You know what I mean. In, in the sense that, like, when you die, you're gone. So that yeah. the, the meaning from the your life gone then is anyway. being held by someone else. But yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So like, what's the difference? Yeah. Exactly. And so I mean, I I do I do get what I understand. Yeah. yeah. That thought and that feeling. Of course, it puts a kind of pressure cooker on us. Yeah. Where it's like, if you want to do something, you better do it. And you better make the meaning you want to make right now, right? Uh, hey, make your meaning. And and you have to balance that with being like a good person, hopefully. Um, but at the same time, like you need to do you need to do the things that you want to do uh, as long as they're cool and don't hurt anybody. So I don't know. I I I just think it's wild that we can talk about an NBC comedy and That's use that to get to does death give life its meaning and also obviously i'm gonna be psyched and get nerdy on a show that has a has a philosophy consultant on it yeah. there's no way around that but for me being a person who yeah doesn't care too much about a philosophy consultant of course not that i don't right but, but it's not your jam it completely works of course that's a, that's an interesting thing it's still accessible 
right? Yeah. Was there ne- there was never a time when you were watching this show and you watched half of it. There was never a time when you were watching the show where you were lost on anything that was said no. or anything like that. That's not the sort of it doesn't lead with that foot yeah. of let's, Well, I mean let's any all be anytime nerds. anyone has ever heard the trolley yeah, uh, you know, thing. That's mm-hmm. th- it's a philosophy thing, but like that's something that you've heard of, right? Yeah. Um yeah. especially like people like you teaching the children in sure. college yeah. like you yeah. hear of that thing and you're immediately intrigued by what you think you might do yeah you know what i mean it puts you in that place yeah and it's you asking questions about yourself and stuff so there are lots of references in the show especially that chidi makes of course or that eleanor makes or whatever with a reference you know foucault or aristotle or somebody where it's hitting me and it's being like and and i'm like oh they're correct about that that is what he would say yeah you know and, what I mean? and that gives you a little joy gas gives me a little juice yeah exactly and but that doesn't detract from what the what the general audience takes no away, because it's, you know it, it works yeah completely on its own there yeah for sure let's talk about wh- why is it the case that older ted danson is so good can we talk about that for a minute? Because we've talked about death a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to wrap the show only talking about <laughs> only talking about the finality of human <laughs> annihilation. Um, so uh, old Ted Danson is so good. He's also on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, as an older dude. Yeah. And just something about I don't know what it is. Like I like Cheers. Cheers is cool. Cheers is f- fine. Yeah, Cheers is cool. I like it a lot. But um, there's just something about like maybe it's the role the roles he's given and the role he's playing. It's yeah. just like this. But there's just some some sort of like comic wisdom. Yeah. That that he exudes. Yeah. He he's very good at playing the the. He's very good at playing someone who's excited about human stuff. That's something that that yeah. comes up with Michael quite a bit, which is that like he's excited to learn about human stuff. Yeah. And he likes there's one scene or a couple scenes where like he has a collection of human things and one of them's a big bowl of paper clips and he just loves them. He's <laughs> he like, "Aren't these so them. cool?" and he like picks them up over and over. Um cuz regardless of the twist at the end of the the first season, yeah. he's still just completely Yeah. The reason he's doing this even though it's yes. he's torturing these people. Yeah. He's like, you know, deep down wants yeah. to just understand. Yeah. And so that's that's also, I mean, in this case, you're talking about Michael, the character, but that's also a message of the show, which is that people can improve. Yeah. We're not stuck as whoever we are right now, which is which is kind of a nice and hopeful message. Um, I mean, this is about even after you die, you yeah. know, you can improve. Or I read something a, like that. I read a review of the show earlier yeah. just to kind of get uh refreshed with it. And yeah. Um, at the end of the review, they uh, wrote, and I quote, when I say I quote, I copy pasted it into my notes on my phone. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. works, it being the show, uh-huh. it works because it recognizes that its, that its audience appreciates stories that deal seriously uh-huh. with the question of what it means to be a good person. Yeah. But it works too because it explores that problem within a specifically secular framework. Ah, yeah. Um. So... Yeah. You're, no one's being alienated by yeah. the, the 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 idea that you know. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like if you're an atheistic person, you're gonna go. I'm not gonna watch this about. I don't even believe the afterlife. Ex-. Like you're. If, yeah. If you're, you're an, still on if board. you're an atheist, like you're you're getting some good chuckles. <laughs> yeah. Re- regardless. Yeah. And also, if you're an atheist, it's just a, it's another. It's like a, a fantastic. It's like a fiction. It's, it's a fantasy. science fiction. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And so it 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 moves those things into a secular framework. Do we want to take a quick break? I'll take a break. Let's take a quick break and hear about uh, another podcast, and then we'll come back and wrap up talking about The Good Place. Hey, uh, break me off a piece of that. (laughs) Break me off a piece of that. Uh, Commercial? Okay. (laughs) Roll it. Hi, my name is Stephen Long, and I host a show here on Rock Candy called Sacred Tension. It's about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. If you find yourself uncomfortable in your faith, or if you find yourself caught between modern science and ancient religion, or if you're curious about the journeys of others who are sorting out faith and doubt, Sacred Tension is a place where nothing is off limits. You will find conversations with pastors, cult experts, spiritual leaders, and skeptics, all discussing the ways we navigate the faiths we were given find sacred tension right here on rock candy and wherever you listen to podcasts 
knocking your beers over. I knocked my beer over. Oh, it was uh, beers it, are for the bad place. It was <laughs> is what I've been told. Yeah, frozen yogurts for the good place. It was applesauce, by the way. Right, it, break it was, off a piece of that applesauce. Applesauce, gray poupon. If you're breaking off pieces is? of your applesauce. <laughs> Don't, y'all don't want to be eating that. Do not eat that applesauce. Y'all don't want to be eating that. It's should be a gooshy. Yeah, yeah. Gadoosh. Twix bar thing. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you want to talk about Twix? I'll talk about Twix. <laughs> no, I don't. Twix is fine, but you know there are better candy bars. Yeah. Um, what's so, a better candy bar than Twix? Just uh, say it. Uh, well, just say it. Butterfingers a better candy bar than Twix. Are you kidding me? Dude, grow up. I love Butterfingers. <laughs> yeah. I do love, like, I was expecting you to say something that I could, like, really, yeah, that like, you could really defend, take, a, take a shit on, but no. Yeah. I, yeah, Butterfingers is I'd dope as try hell. try not to de- defecate on my candy. <laughs> you try. <laughs> it's difficult, but you try. I try. So, uh, I mean, we've, we've talked a good amount about the good place. We've covered most of what I wanted to talk about, but I do want to ask a question and see if you have any thoughts of it. I'll give my thoughts. Why is it why is it that in our cultural moment right now, uh, a show about what it means to be a good person might have any sort of audience? Is there anything that this show tells us about cultural conversations and the cultural moment sure. that we're in right now? I mean, yes. Uh-huh. It's hard. It's hard. Again, like let's let's bring everything really down low, dark. Okay. For a second. All right. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of. Okay. My my faith in humanity is is a day-to-day yeah. kind of like some days it's high because i read the right article uh-huh. some days it's super low because yeah. i read the wrong article yep and i've seen the ugly face of people <laughs> it's all article based it's all article based <laughs> yeah, of course it's all on reddit yes yeah yeah um <laughs> uh-huh i mean I, I wonder if kind of like a resurgence in like uh for lack of a better term like white supremacy and yeah. racism and yeah and uh anti-lgbtq stuff like i wonder if that has anything to do with like yeah just being a good person right and like and and yeah. and figuring out if we could still be that right that's that's one part of my brain the other part of my brain is like i know i'm not the only person who kind of like grew up with like a super religious background right sure um and even as a kid i struggled with the idea of what hell was uh-huh yeah. Um, hell never made any sense to me. Uh-huh. To me, like watching this show and how they make hell so comical, right? Yeah. So the bad place is hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. The bad place is hell. They talk about like eternal torture, uh-huh. all these terrible things that are happening <laughs> to, to to humans. Yeah. And it's who, always funny. I mean yeah. it's always so outlandish. It's so silly. <laughs> the penis smasher um, is the one that I keep coming back to. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um you know, growing up, my idea of hell from yeah. from what I was taught was mm-hmm. kind of like swimming in a lake of fire, uh-huh, sure, <laughs> like burning, yeah. mm-hmm. um, burning for eternity, um, yeah. and loneliness. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> bad. Pretty goddamn bad. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't even know where I'm going with this, but sure. like, I I think there's something to be said about probably a lot of people struggling with this idea of and, and you know cur- in current culture like generalized like religious beliefs of, of yeah. christianity and what sure. that looks like and yeah um then you have a show like this that kind of like m- makes it feel a little silly um, yeah yeah but at the same time like reminds you that those are true beliefs of like when you die if you yeah those things are legitimately going to happen to you yeah i mean that that makes me this is off the cuff but you saying that makes me wonder if like part of the appeal of this show even to me is the notion the striking of the balance between number 1 making this idea of a hell seem pretty silly right sure. so it does make it seem a little bit silly i mean all the descriptions of human torture are so ludicrously outlandish <laughs> you don't ever see any of them so you don't have to deal with what no. the actual suffering of that would look like it's just they talk about smashing bees into somebody's mouth or whatever. It right. is. You know what I mean? It's just all these comical descriptions. It makes the idea of a hell seem a little bit silly. But at the same time, the show really does take seriously the idea that we should be good people. And so I wonder if the notion of divorcing being a good person from 
fear of some silly punishment type thing is part of what's appealing about this show, right? Because there is the response to maybe I don't think there's a hell or maybe I think that's a silly idea that says, well, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want to do then, right? I'm right. going to be whatever type of person I want to be. Well, if you ain't afraid of hell, then why would you be a good person? <laughs> why would you be a good person? And that's such Honestly? a... Honestly? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's such a like, you know, middle school response to that. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Not to pick on all, all you of think our I, middle school listening you think audience. I, do you think I, I love my mother because I don't want to burn yeah, forever? Yeah, right, like, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. That's such a, that's such a juvenile response. Well, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Whereas this show does not let you escape into that. It says it makes the punishment seem silly. And then later seasons even undermine, is this punishment really doing anything good ultimately and blah, blah, blah. But it matches that with the notion of, but you do need to take seriously the idea of learning to be a better person over time. Yeah. And that's not a joke and it's not something that you sh- that should be undermined. It's a good thing to do, right? So I don't know. I wonder, I wonder if that says something about it. I think your, your other train of thought too about the rise of hate groups and, and anti-everybody pretty much, you know what yeah. I mean? If, if all that sort of hateful politics and stuff has something to do with it too where we go, can't we try to be good people Again, if we ever were, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I think both of those make sense. We never were. Right. We never will be. <laughs> you read the wrong article today. The ma- mankind <laughs> is doomed. You read the wrong article today. Hold on to your dogs. Give them a lot of love because they love you unconditionally. <laughs> it's just them. It's just them because people are too aware. Uh, I see. Okay. Well, uh, I think that's all I have to say about The Good Place. (laughs) On that note, same. no one ever loved you and uh, only animals love you. Now, uh, you should be a good person. and uh, Don't be so bad. You should be a good person. Try to be a good person. I don't know if death gives life its meaning, but I guess it could. Todd May thinks it can, so... I mean, how many times have you been kind to somebody and, like, the result was poor? Yeah, right. (laughs) How many times have you been shitty to somebody oh and the result was awesome? Right. Like, <laughs> okay. I should write a book. You should write a book. <laughs> death by Death and How to Be a Good Person by yeah. the Maestro. Uh, all right. So, this has been the Common Creators Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, let's rate this. Let's rate this thing. I'll let's rate, rate it. Let's rate the good place. Yeah. Now, I don't feel I can give it a full rating because I haven't watched sure. the thing. Okay. So, I'm going to give what I've seen. I'm going to give it a 7.8. Okay. And I would give it higher, higher, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen yeah, everything, sure. right? Yeah. And I did enjoy it a lot. Yeah. But I'm going to give it 7.8 Portraits of Clowns. <laughs> I like that, Portraits of Clowns. Thanks. That's very good. I am going to give it, I'm going to give it an 8.5 because I love it. I love all the philosophy yeah. discussion. I love the hey, comedy. Hey, maybe I'll have an 8.5 when I finish it. Maybe so, man. You got still two seasons left. I'm going to give it an 8.5 in part because... Uh, We're only 0.7 away from each other. I did cry watching oh, for this real? show. I cried watching this show, and it made me feel things I didn't appreciate. And I was, <laughs> I was, very, I was very upset. Like towards the end, uh, or like in the first couple? No, seasons? longer on. Yeah, yeah, okay. farther on. Uh, yeah, I did cry at various points in this show. And so they go some like really fun places. Yeah, it gets it gets fun. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So uh, if it gets heavier, like I'm, I'm actually more apt to watch. You should, it. you should finish yeah. it then. Yeah. So nonetheless, it made me feel a couple things I didn't like, but overall, I love it. Old Ted Danson's great. Kristen Bell's great. Um, all the other actors are wonderful. This kind of thing. Uh, so I am gonna give it eight point five out of ten penis smashers. <laughs> I knew uh, you were gonna. Of course. Go, why would go with it? <laughs> Where the hell else would I go? <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so we got seven point eight and eight point five, right? It's um, really a very close score. It's a very close one. Yeah. Don't act like your score is that much higher. Than <laughs> <laughs> My score would go to the good place and yours would not. Yeah. But nevertheless, this has been the Common Creators Podcast. Thanks for listening. We are a dual production of the Destination Nation Network out of Louisville, Kentucky, and also Rock Candy Recordings out of Asheville, North you Carolina. You like unicorns? We like unicorns. Yeah, unicorns are cool. I'm down. One, Just one solid horn. Yeah, one just and solid when, horn right and there. And when you go to Gatlinburg, you get those yeah. little rock candy candies on go. the stick. There you go. Don't eat the stick. Don't the eat stick that stick. Will splinter. Yeah. Ooh. The stick will splinter. Oh God. Splinter. Okay. Yeah. And that's dangerous. That is dangerous. You Be don't careful. want to chew or swallow any of that. Be careful. That'll get caught in your throat. And you will die. But guess what? That gives your life meaning. Gives your life meaning. <laughs> so uh, go to destinationcomics.com and also rockcandyrecordings.com to check out. 
other sweet-ass podcasts on both of those networks. And also, reach out to us. Send us your suggestions for future episodes. You can check us out on Instagram at Common Creatives Podcast. Also, you can email us at commoncreativespodcast at gmail.com. And is there anything else we need to say in terms of that? You don't have to say www in front of www.commoncreativespodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> it's weird that you don't have to say You remember when you had to say uh, that? Yes. www.creedthoughts.com. Creed thoughts? Back, yeah, remember that from the office? Creed um, thoughts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. For uh, real though, like let's derail real. the train for a second. Derail. Do you remember? Derail the trolley. Do you remember when WWW had to go before of course. anything you said? Of course. WWW. When did that change? I don't know. It's a sad day whenever it was. Life is so gradual. I know. <laughs> All right. As far as going to the good place or the bad place and old Ted dancing and penis smashers and also death given life, it's meaning and all that dark shit we said, would you say that you concur, doctor? Divide and concur. (laughs) (laughs) I got to think of some more weird stuff. That was a good place to say that. Indeed. Thank you for listening, DNN. To find out more, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.